Hi and welcome to Social Work Sorted, the podcast. I'm Vicky Shevlin and I founded Social Work Sorted as an online platform for newly qualified social workers. I am a social worker, my background is in child protection in children's services. I've been a newly qualified social worker like you, a senior social worker and I moved into safeguarding and quality assurance to be a child protection conference chair before going all in on Social Work Sorted and I thought in this episode since it's the end of the year and I like to get reflective at the end of the year I would talk about five lessons that I have learned if you don't know anything about me if this is the first time you're listening to this podcast I started Social Work Sorted whilst I was still in practice and at the end of last year so December 22 I left my job as a child protection conference chair to focus solely on social work sorted. It had grown massively over the year in 2022 and I was in a position where I was working full-time in my job but also then spending evenings and weekends on social work sorted. I have two young children and a family and something had to give and there was really good feedback from Social Work Sorted. I knew the impact it was having and it was a bit of a now or never moment really. And yeah, haven't looked back. It's been a difficult year in terms of being self-employed, having my own business. I've always been in teams. I've always had a manager. I've always had that fallback and that security of a job. And having your own business is nothing like that. And I have no regrets. I'm still here. I'm still going to keep going. But I also think it's a good idea to be realistic about things. And I would never dress it up. And it's been so challenging. I've learned so much about myself and my resilience, my expectations of myself. And yeah, that learning only comes from taking some time to be reflective and reflexive. And I thought I would share the lessons that I've learned this year because whilst they haven't been lessons learned in frontline social work practice, I am still a social worker. I have still been completely immersed in social work, in what is happening. I've connected with so many of you, either through masterclasses, on Instagram, through you listening to this podcast, we've chatted on emails, you get my newsletter, You, some of you are part of my membership, The Collective, some of you have accessed the Introduction to Assessment course. And yeah, I wanted to share some things with you that I've learned and hopefully they'll be helpful for you to take into your social work career, but maybe it'll also make you reflect on the lessons you've learned this year. And I would genuinely love to hear from you if you feel happy to share any of the lessons that you were taking away from this year or if anything that I share. So I've tried to break it down to five messages uh, or five lessons really that I am taking with me into 2024. And the first one is, it's always impossible until it's done, which might sound really cheesy, probably is really cheesy, but I posted about this a few weeks ago, but I'm so specific about having a written physical diary and it has to be a certain layout. So like any pre-bought diaries never work for me. I have to write my own. It has to look a particular way. It's just, it's probably a control being an eldest daughter type of thing. But anyway, the journal, the diary that I have at the start of every year, I have a quote in it. I choose something that I want to focus on for that year. It's a thought, it's a reflection, it's something that I come back to again and again. And in 2022, 
it was, it's always impossible until it's done. And I had that written down. And every time I opened my diary, I would see it. And it was a reminder for me, given that I was starting a business, growing a platform, working, having personal goals, goals, things that I wanted to have for my family. It was really important for me to try and make home education a possibility, which I know is a huge, huge privilege to even be able to think about that as an option. But I I really wanted to home educate and I knew that I needed to find a way to make that happen. I wanted Social Work Sorted to grow because I knew the impact and a lot of the time, the things that I wanted to do seemed impossible. And that's why I came back to that. It is always impossible until it's done. And there is usually always gonna be a way that you can achieve something always really important I think for anybody if you've not met me I'm white I'm racialized as white and I think it's really important to acknowledge that a lot of those things come with particular privileges I would never ever ignore that um but a lot of those things came with privilege and with other things like working in particular ways or pushing myself out of my comfort zone which I'll talk about later but yeah it's always impossible till it's done and that thought has really stayed with me and even though that was a thought for last year it's something that I will keep carrying through with me. The second thing the second lesson that I've learned is that no one will believe in you if you don't believe in yourself. Again yeah it's 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 heading towards cheesy this podcast isn't it but I really really had to learn that and for somebody who sits with a lot of self-doubt a lot of worry I think working by myself rather than being in an office it's hard I don't have anyone to say oh that's a really good idea or yeah you should do that or yeah let's go for it working online a lot of what I rely on is statistics and data from social media people responding to posts people sending me a message I don't really like to rely on metrics like likes on a particular social media post I would rather rely on metrics that are qualitative so people giving me their feedback but I've really had to believe in myself which again sounds so cheesy but I've had to feel a strong sense of conviction with what I do I've had to ignore lots of self-doubt and that is because don't have a manager or a supervisor to say yeah come on let's try this or let's try that I've just had to do it and that's not to say I haven't had support within my family my friends my network but I have really really learned that it has to start with me believing in myself and going absolutely all in which is very, very scary. And I don't know if it ever looks scary on the outside or when you're listening to other podcast episodes or watching the masterclass, but it definitely is. And yeah, for you as a new social worker, I know that that is one thing that is really hard, that self-belief, because so much of what we do is marred by self-doubt. And, you know, we have these ideas about imposter syndrome, even though we know imposter syndrome isn't a real thing it's not a diagnosed syndrome but it's all those feelings of I can't do this or I shouldn't do this and yeah they have been a real battle for me this year so if they have for you too then you're absolutely not alone the third lesson that I've learned and I kind of already knew this anyway because this is something from social work but 
Nothing is harder than doing something and not seeing an instant result. And I say that this is connected to social work because quite often in social work, we are investing a huge amount of time and energy and care and love into what we do, into trying our best to make things better for a child or a family, to help them with what they need, to find safety. There's so many different ways that we try and do this in social work and very rarely have I ever seen an instant result, if you like. Result is probably the wrong word to use in terms of working with people, but very rarely would I see something in terms of an instant impact. And having my own business, working in and around social media, a lot of the time the temptation is to do something that would give me an instant result, an instant impact, instant feedback. And in the age of social media, where everything's at our fingertips, our attention spans are getting smaller and smaller. We need what we need and we need it in 60 seconds or we're just going to switch off. I found that really, really hard in terms of planning and sustaining things. And I might write a training or develop a training and it might take me weeks or even months I'll be trawling through references and thinking about theory and how to apply it and all that might come together in five minutes but the work that goes into it is is so much more and and when I'm at the start of that journey and I'm not seeing that instant result or that instant impact it's very hard to stay motivated I think that was something that I was really maybe unprepared for when I started out on this journey when it became my sole focus rather than having a job as well and and aside from that I also am a home educating parent now so what I found was really difficult was a concept of time which again you might find this is similar in social work but I have one day a week of childcare which I'm really fortunate to have but I have that one day a week and in that one day a week I have to do the majority of everything that I do so whilst I might be coming on social media and doing that in the evenings and doing things on the weekend that one day is the dedicated time that I have to record things and schedule things and you know when I look back over a month and I look at either impact or data or how things are moving in my business I am often judging myself of what I've done in a month but when it comes down to it I actually haven't done a month's worth of work because all I've had in that month might be the total of four days or six days and I think it's really helpful to think about that in social work because quite often and particularly as a chair I would find that people would say oh well you know we've been involved with this family for six months or we've had a plan for three months and what I would do is actually break that down and say okay well we've had this plan for three months but how much time have you spent with this child in those three months how many home visits have you done because it might be that we've actually had within three months three hours of direct time with a family and this is that's not about blame or shame for social workers and the time that they have it's just about the metrics that we use to measure things and yeah, that's been a massive learning for me. And I think it's something that you can start to think about in social work as well, the way that you measure time and measure impact too. The fourth lesson, which I think has probably been the hardest, 
is that no matter how old you are or how advanced you are in your career or how much of a leader you are, you will still always care about what people think of you. And I think in this past year, there have been people that I have admired, people that I've been really interested in, people that maybe I have aspired to be like. And in probably more recent months, I have seen the true impact of that feeling of caring what people think about you. And I suppose the internal politics of the social work profession, which exists in every profession, by the way, it exists everywhere that you look. This idea of having to care so much about what people will think about what you say, that it leads to silence and it leads to inaction. And I think I've realized I was more naive to that than I thought I was. I thought I had a grip of it. I thought I had an understanding. I am a I don't want to use the word normal, but I'm a social worker and I've been a conference chair and I've never been on what I would say like an inner circle of an organization. And so I feel in many ways, I'm learning a lot about the way different organizations function and interact with each other. And it isn't always good. And I think it's helpful to always question that and speak up about it. And hold on to the fact that a lot of the time that people who are in leadership positions feel that same fear, that same imposter syndrome, that same scared feeling of speaking up and speaking out. And it's never a good idea to put people on pedestals or to assume that they're going to do something just because they're in a leadership position. And like I said, this is probably the hardest lesson. And it makes me quite sad to talk about because I don't want social work to be like that or feel like that, but it's a lesson nonetheless. And I think it's a lesson for me to always just go back to myself and what I am doing. And when I lean towards wanting to criticize someone for inaction or silence, I find the most helpful thing for me is to just come back to myself because I can't control what other people do. I can only control what I do. And sometimes if I want to lean towards criticizing someone else, maybe it speaks to something that I'm not doing and it's a bit of a mirror. So I think a lot of you might identify with this lesson. I think a lot of you might resonate with what I'm sharing. And so if you find that particularly difficult, if that's a lesson that comes up for you or a thought that comes up for you a lot maybe try that it might be helpful to just come back to yourself and what you can do and what you can control Um, and the final lesson there's probably more than five but that would be a very very long podcast and the final lesson is about discomfort so obviously I said at the start my 2022 journal the quote and the reminder that I had in it was it's always impossible until it's done and this year the quote has been around discomfort and leaning into discomfort and that is a word that has just been in my head before I make any decision before I say something before I do something I think about discomfort and really wanting to lean into discomfort and a big part of that has been trying to live my values of working towards being anti-racist and I say working towards because I don't know if I will ever 
get there. I don't think it's a place that I'll ever be able to say I am fully anti-racist because it will take 34 years of undoing to get to that point probably um but discomfort has been a guiding word behind everything that I've done this year sometimes I think is it my place to talk about this am I in a position to talk about this and I've just tried to be as honest as I possibly can and with that honesty again comes a lot of discomfort because I'm not sharing things that I'm particularly proud of. I've shared things that I actually feel a lot of shame about and I've tried to do that to help you if you're listening and you feel the same. So maybe you don't feel alone and maybe it inspires you to lean into a little bit of discomfort. And what I found from that lesson of leaning into discomfort is that I have never felt any sense of regret speaking up about injustice. And I don't think I've particularly been a loud voice on this there's always things that I can do more of but when I do do it I don't feel regret and I only feel regret about silence and the things that I haven't talked about and I think that's because I try and come from a place that if I say the wrong thing if I upset somebody if I genuinely cause harm I want to learn I want to say sorry I want to apologize I don't want to be defensive about it I want to learn and I want to do better and again that's a feeling of discomfort to talk about that and share that but I hope that for you listening that maybe you can lean into some discomfort in the next year and I know your first year in social work it's full of discomfort for me it's just been recognizing when I feel that And instead of just freezing or instead of retreating, just trying to go all in and saying something or asking a question or writing something and sharing it has, yeah, probably been the biggest lesson for me and the biggest positive thing. And again, something that I'm going to take into next year. I hope that has been helpful for you. Like I said, I would really love to hear some of your lessons from this year. I'm really mindful. I think I read a post from Tammy Thomas, who used to be on Instagram as Live360. I'll link her page in these podcast notes. But I think she shared it last year, just saying a reminder that the world isn't going to end on the 1st of January. I think I love a fresh start in January. Don't get me wrong. You know, you've heard about the absolutely ridiculously organized journal. Like that's a bit of me. But not everybody feels that way. And her reminder that the world's not going to end on the 1st of January. If you're not feeling reflective at this time of year, if you literally just want to get through the winter months, then, you know, just do that. I think you have to do what's right for you. And if January is not the best time for you to start looking back and reflecting, then don't be pulled into it. If you think about the cycles of nature, winter is for hibernation. And no, we can't all hibernate through the winter, which I'm sure lots of us would like to. But maybe if it feels too heavy for you right now, your time to be reflective and go inwards and think about 
what has happened for you, the lessons that you've learned, what you want to bring into next year. Maybe that's going to be springtime. Maybe you need to work with the seasons. But yeah, if you are doing that at this time of year, if you are reflecting and thinking back, I would really love to hear from you. I'd love to hear the lessons that you've learned. If you want to write them down, if you consent to me sharing them anonymously, maybe I'll share them in a blog post or something because it's, yeah, one of my favorite things to learn about people is about, obviously, if you've listened to this, podcast episode before my favorite thing to ask people is what they would have told their newly qualified self and I feel like this sort of fits in with the theme really thinking about your lessons from the year if you enjoyed this episode please let me know it would be nice to know if it was helpful for you and probably some of me saying that is coming from a little bit of vulnerability that I feel like I've shared quite a lot in this episode that maybe I wouldn't usually but yeah always trying to encourage you guys to be as reflective as possible so I thought I would do the same. Before we go I want to invite you to slow down with me for just a couple of seconds, close your eyes if it feels comfortable and take a deep breath. Know that this is a moment of calm that you can come back to whenever you need Thank you so much for listening and take care.